Welcome to Live Prayer. I am Bill Keller. Good to be with you on this Monday evening. I pray you had a wonderful weekend, a good start to your week, and it's good to be together once again. If you're new to the program, you're watching Live Prayer. We come to you live in living color every Monday through Friday, 11 to midnight Eastern Standard Time, and wherever you're watching me all throughout this great land tonight, from sea to shining sea and from border to border, thank you for tuning in. Friends in other far-off great lands, welcome to you as well. Once again, I'm Bill Keller, founder of LivePrayer.com, world's largest interactive Christian website. Reach a little over two and a half million folks each and every day via the internet. Please check us out online. Web address coming up on your screen, LivePrayer.com, LivePrayer.com. So, pray you had a good weekend, got some rest, relaxed. If you're a football fan, had some blowouts this weekend, but uh, pray you got to church. Don't forget, you've always got an alternative. If you need a service, go to LivePrayer.com homepage. Scroll to the bottom. There's some links down there. One of them says Live Prayer Church. We put a new service up every Sunday at midnight. Obviously, it's up 24-7 till the next Sunday at midnight to give you the ability to literally have a church service in the comfort of your home, at work, wherever you may be at. Uh, it's about a 30, 40 minute service. It'll be a blessing to you. Check it out. So good to be uh, with you tonight. We've got a lot to get to tonight. Boy, you have. And uh, once we get rolling, I'm going to start off with the Iowa caucuses. As was predicted, uh, the real votes are now being counted, and Donald Trump had a blowout victory in Iowa. Um, this was not a surprise. I said six months ago that these people running these vanity campaigns, DeSantis, Nikki, Vivek, uh, they just need to, just, just let's consolidate. Trump's going to be the nominee. That was never in doubt. Oh, I mean, even if the polls are only half right, he's going to be the nominee. He's going to wipe, he's going to, you know, have another blowout in New Hampshire in a couple weeks, a big blowout in South Carolina, Haley's state. I pray that when she gets just shellacked in her home state where she was the governor, I hope that will be the message for her to quit wasting time and money and get out. Let's consolidate around Trump. Let's put all the resources to beating Joe Biden in the deep state. Because trust me, the deep state is probably more angry tonight than they've ever been because every tool that they've used to try to take Trump down, including Ron DeSantis, sorry, Ron, yes, you were used as a tool, Nikki Haley, sorry, Nikki, yes, neocon Nikki has been used as a tool, um, and it's been effective. It's wasting time, energy, and probably about $300 million so far that could have been used to date down Biden. It's stupid. And anybody watches this show, you know, I've told you this a year ago. Again, you don't believe the polls? The, the polls, fine. 
cut him in half, Trump still is going to be the nominee. But the people have spoken, and the people will continue to speak. And at some point, these people like DeSantis and Haley and you know Vivek, they've got to accept reality and quit, again, wasting time and money. Let's focus on getting Trump into the White House. All right. So, sorry, I rarely like to get into the program before we pray, but couldn't help it. But hang loose. I'm, I'm going to start tonight with the uh, caucuses because I've got uh, some other observations. Before that, though, four things I actually do for me each night of the program. First, pray for me and the program. I appreciate it and thank you from the bottom of my heart. Second, tell the people you know to sign up for the free live for a daily devotional. Be in their email every morning. Just go to my homepage, upper right-hand corner, sign up link, few pieces of basic information. And like I said, it'll be in their email every morning, free like everything at Live Prayer. Third, of course, is this TV program. You are my advertising budget. I don't have one. You are it, and you do a great job. Keep telling people about the program, especially as we're working our way through 2024. Each one of these days, is going to be important with important news each day. I've, I've got so much important stuff for you tonight. Um, I'm praying tomorrow's kind of a slow day a little bit because I don't believe I'm going to be able to get through all this stuff tonight, but a lot of important things. Fourth, of course, is if you uh, have been blessed by this program, please pray about supporting us. I don't sell books. I don't sell tapes or trinkets. I don't do tours. I don't do cruises. Don't do conferences. I minister 24-7, been doing it for 30 years, 25 years, going on 25 years now online. This March will be 21 years on TV. And all these years, three decades have been supported by the friends of this ministry. I walk by faith. I don't play games. Sorry, no love gifts, no, no bribery gifts. That's basically what they are. Just ask you to pray, and if this ministry has been a blessing to you, pray about supporting us. Uh, again, upper right-hand corner is a donation link. Click on it. gives you our address as well as a link to our credit card portal if that's more convenient. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for this Monday, the start of another week, the start of an, another important week in this critical year of 2024. I thank you for my friends who have gathered tonight. I pray for them and their families, and pray, God, that their every need be met tonight. Thank you for this day, the blessings we've enjoyed. And now we commit this hour to you, Lord. Use it for your glory. We ask and pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. So let's talk about the Iowa caucus. Uh, I guess the big uh, suspense of the evening is whether Trump's going to finish at 50% or better. Um, he's broke all records. Let me tell you something. I got to be honest with you. The, uh, of course, uh, Iowa's on central time and being in Florida, we're an hour ahead. So it was eight o'clock Florida time when the polls closed. Fox News called it for Trump at 830. I mean, that's unheard of. The polls had only closed for, I mean, the caucus has only begun for 30 minutes. It was already over. And I quickly flipped to CNN because I knew there was no way CNN's going to want to give Trump a victory that early. They did. And then I went to MSNBC. Again, nothing but 24-7 hate Trump programming. 
but they too had called it for Trump. And I've heard some rumblings in the last hour that, you know, DeSantis and some of the uh, other people are upset. They're saying that, well, they called it too early. It's voter suppression. It's voter. Listen, the fact is the final numbers, the final numbers are going to be very close to where the final polls were. The polls are very accurate. And it's an absolute blowout. And the fact is, most people who voted for Trump, they knew they were voting for Trump a year ago. They've been just waiting for this night to finally let their voice be heard. And that's what happened tonight. The people have spoken. And that's what I'm saying. These, you know, DeSantis and Haley and Vivek, they need to just accept the fact that Trump's the nominee. Nothing's going to change that. Jack Smith's lawfare isn't going to change that. Biden's screaming that he's uh, the threat to democracy isn't going to change that. CNN and MSNBC calling Hitler isn't going to change that. He's the nominee. They've already burned up $300 million trying to stop him. Okay, accept the reality. It didn't work. You're not going to be president. So quit wasting time and money and let's focus on taking down Joe Biden or whoever the Democrats end up with and get this country back on track. Um, By the way, whatever Nikki's numbers are, they're not, they're very fake numbers. Let me tell you what I mean. In Iowa, they don't have a Democratic uh, primary this year. Joe basically shut it down. There, There is no Democratic primary. Um, so in Iowa is one of those states where you can literally change parties on the day of the caucus. So Nikki's people were very clever. They went into some of these more liberal areas like, uh, where Iowa, the university of Iowa is Iowa state. Okay. Des Moines, the big city, right? And they were working Democrats to show up a caucus change your voting registration from Democrat or independent to Republican. That way you can legally caucus with the Republicans and caucus for Nikki. Now, these people have no, no, there's no way they're voting for whoever the Republican is in in, in November. This is just one of these scams to try to, you know, make make her standing look better than it is. So whatever Nikki ends up with, I can assure you that at least probably 30, maybe 40% of her vote total are Democrats that are playing games and are never going to vote for a Republican. All right. So just letting you know about that. All right. Um, CNN and MSNBC, not only did they call it for Trump, Pretty much at the same time Fox did, right around 8.30, 30 minutes after caucus began. They weren't happy, obviously. Because once again, they have to finally admit that Trump is going to be the nominee. They can keep talking about DeSantis and Nikki Haley. It's not Trump is the nominee. They know it. And they're not happy. All right. And I'll tell you this, though. This, this impressive shot out of the cannon start to the primary season, okay? 
uh, is only going to make Trump's enemies that much more desperate and angry. Okay? Don't forget, they have got to stop Trump-Hitler at all costs. And as I've told you before, long, a year, before they even indicted him, I told you that I will be shocked if any of those uh, court cases, any of those trials happen before the election. George is done. It's total. Wait till I tell you about Fanny. Oh, I've got Fanny stuff for you tonight. Uh, George is going to get tossed. Alvin Braggs is so, it's such a garbage indictment. Um, and then you got the two Jack Smith indictments, the records, which Trump was 100% within his rights to have whatever records under the Presidential Records Act. And the other one is basically a January 6th indictment. And the Supreme Court is now, is getting ready to hear arguments where two of the four counts might get tossed because they were based on just an incredibly uh, dangerous and twisted uh, reading of the law. So, it's, uh, again, there's so much pre-trial stuff that's going to go on in those federal cases. They're never going to happen before the uh, election, even though that is their goal. Because their goal is still to get him convicted of something before the election because their inner, inner, uh, inner polling is showing them that Trump could lose anywhere from 5 to 10% of his support if he's actually convicted. Now, I don't believe that to be true. Uh, I do believe that it could hurt him by 5%. That's a very real possibility. 5% is going to be you know, a number that could decide the race. So, and this is why they're doing it, just so you know. So pray that the these trials continue to be, you know, stuck and mired in all the uh, pre-trial motions and all that. Because once we get, once we get to June, I think, once we get to June, they're not going to start a trial. I don't think they're going to be able to start a trial after that. The outrage, even from, I mean, it's just, it's just not going to happen. So, all right. What else we got here? Um, the people, one thing that's come out very clear, and I watched a lot of the MSNBC CNN coverage tonight. The people, at least in Iowa, and they are speaking for the country, no doubt, are sick of Joe Biden. Okay. The number one issue for the people in Iowa wasn't the economy. Normally, in these, normally when you get into these situations, it's, you can always count on the number one issue being the economy. You know, what Carville say back in the Clinton days, it's the economy, stupid. That's always pretty much held true. Not so in Iowa. Now, it was a close second, but the number one issue for the people in Iowa was the border, immigration. And again, that's another reason why Trump is just going to, you know, romp to the nomination because he's got a proven track record on that issue. Um, one last thing on one last thing on the uh, caucuses uh, before I get to a bunch of other stuff. I was watching on some of these uh, 
some of these networks tonight, they would go into these caucuses. And basically the people sat down, they wrote the name of the person they wanted to vote for, a little piece of paper. The paper was collected. And then a couple people sat down, they took each piece of paper out and counted it. And within 30, 40 minutes, they had the numbers. Now, I understand this is, you know, Iowa. You're only going to have maybe, what, 150,000 people voting tonight. But the fact is, you can do this nationwide. You don't need machines. You don't need mail-in ballots. That's all a scam to cheat. That's all it is. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, let, 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 me, let me move to Taiwan. Taiwan had their elections this weekend. I'll get into that in a second. But as long as we're talking about counting those little paper ballots in Iowa, in Taiwan, which is one of the most tech-advanced countries in the world, they had 14 million people vote this weekend. Okay? There was no Dominion machines. There was no machines of any kind. People showed up with an ID. They filled out a paper ballot. 14 million paper ballots were counted across the country. And by 10 o'clock at night, they had the winner. How about that? And just for the record, in Iowa, uh, when I came on the air right at you know 11 o'clock Eastern, they had already counted about 70% of the state. I'm sure by the time we're done at midnight Eastern, they're going to be done. It's going to be over. They'll have all the numbers. Boom, boom, boom. No cheating. Uh, it was clean. It was easy. Need to get rid of the machines. Need to go to voter ID, paper ballots, count them up. I mean, again, I don't know where you vote, but, you know, even if you vote in a metropolitan area, you get, what, maybe 10, 20,000 ballots at a, a particular voting uh, 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 location, right? That may be a busy one, right? But you can still get four or five people and count those up in a couple hours. And it's done. No machines, nothing in the mail. Everybody has to show up with an ID. How novel. And then people don't have to worry about the elections anymore. But the Democrats don't want to do that. And you know how they always get around? They say, well, that you're suppressing people's right to vote. No, we're just suppressing your ability to cheat. That's what it's all about. By the way, in the Taiwan, Taiwan elections, the uh, ruling party candidate won the election and the ruling party candidate totally rejects the CCP claim over the island. In other words, an anti-China president has been elected in Taiwan. And of course, Chairman Xi is not pleased with that result because they were very involved in trying to get a pro-China candidate elected, but that did not work. That did not work. All right, let me get to Fanny. Fanny's out doing damage control. Now, how did she do damage control? Oh, that's right. She showed up at a church on Sunday morning. Okay. First of all, 
Shame on the pastor for giving that woman 30 minutes in his pulpit. That's garbage. But as many may know, and this is just a fact, the black church has always been very political, especially the AME denomination, um, which is where she was at a big AME church in Atlanta. And, uh, but here's the, here's the gist of what she said in 30 minutes. You can't expect a black woman to be perfect. We all need to be allowed to stumble. We are all sinners. Okay. Hey, at that, at that place, I'm saying, okay, good. That's correct. But now what is supposed to follow that is, so I have sinned. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm asking your forgiveness and God's forgiveness. No, none of that. None of that at all. None of that at all. By the way, just so you know, Fanny Wells, she grew up in California. Her dad was one of the original Black Panthers. Now, if you're my age or older, I'm 65. If you're my age or older, you will remember the Black Panthers from the late 60s and early 70s. It was a very radical movement or organization within the civil rights movement. Uh, they were they, they espoused violence. They were radical and violent and basically used the legitimate civil rights movement to uh, rise up and present this more radical uh, portrayal of the black community. It was a very angry organization. Her father was one of the original Black Panthers, just so you know. Also, she took a shot at MTG. Now, MTG, who's the congresswoman from the state of Georgia, she filed a complaint with Governor Kemp and the Attorney General last week uh, a criminal co a complaint against Willis for them to fully investigate everything about this torrid situation. And she said, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has a hate-filled heart. Um, if you call holding somebody accountable for committee... Now, you got to understand something. This is the woman that wants to put Donald Trump in prison for over a hundred years. If he got convicted of everything she charged with, he could, she would, don't forget, this is the woman out of these four criminal cases, the only one who forced Donald Trump to have his mugshot taken, okay? This is not some baby. This is not some, you know, nice woman. She's conspired with the White House, with the January 6th committee, to not only try to take down Trump, but 18 other people associated with Trump on a totally bogus charge, election interference, for merely condemning what happened in Georgia, questioning what happened in Georgia, demanding answers for what clearly was a fraudulent election in Georgia. So she's not she's not playing games. Sorry, Fanny. You know, you get you're going to get the same mercy you showed other people. 
And by the way, <laughs> remember how I keep telling you? Boy, I, I, I hope you folks are able to watch most of these shows because so often I talk about something one night and it comes right back. Remember how I tell you so often that so much of what's hap- what happens uh, is God exposing to the light of day the evil men do in the dark? Listen to this. The only reason we know all these things about Fanny and her lover boy, by the way, he filed divorce papers on his wife the day after she hired him to be one of her prosecutors on this RICO case. He's an ambulance chaser, never prosecuted a, 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 a felony case in his life, totally unqualified. Oh, and of course, Fanny had to play, you know, you, you know what's coming, had to play the race card. Yep, had to play the race card. But that's not a shock. By the way, she, in playing the race card, she says, I actually hired three prosecutors. Uh, I hired uh, uh, Attorney Wade and two white attorneys to assist on this case. Why did they, why didn't they go after the white attorneys? Well, Fanny, maybe because those two white attorneys, first of all, happened to be qualified to be prosecuting this case. Okay. And, you know, hate to say it, you weren't sleeping with them. They weren't taking you on luxury vacations all over the world. I mean, all she did is just put herself in a deeper hole. But listen to how this whole thing came to the light of day to begin with. Attorney Wade, okay, forgot to seal his divorce papers. And what the attorneys for one of Trump's co-defendants was able to pull the divorce file. That's how he knew she was sleeping with this guy. She uh, was taking luxury vacations with this guy. All because this attorney forgot to seal his own divorce file. Told you, God will shine to the light of day the evil that men do in the dark. Oh, and by the way, there's one of his uh, in one of his billing uh, line item billing uh, records. He billed her for a full 24 hour day. Now, I gotta admit, is it possible he worked a full 24 hour day? I mean, straight through 24 hours. I guess it's possible. Um, I'm not so sure I'd believe it happened, but yep, she's building for a full 24-hour day. Uh, this week, the World Economic Forum, the Klaus Schwabies, are having their annual uh, get-together in Davos, Switzerland. And one of their number one topics of discussion amongst these global elites, listen to this, is the risk Donald Trump represents to the global agenda. They're upset because they know if Donald Trump gets it back in office, he's never going to let this, you know, CBDC nonsense go down. That's the central bank digital currency. That's not happening. They know he's going to take us out, the United States, out of the WHO, the World Health Organization. Actually, he did that 
when he was president before, but Biden immediately put us back in this, you know, nonsense UN uh, health organization. Uh, they know he's going to take us out of the World Trade Organization, another guard. You know, we're in all these things. And you know what? At the end of the day, we usually end up funding most of them. Like the United Nations. The United Nations is nonsense. I've said all along. Give them a... Give, Trump's, a Trump's a real estate guy. Give them a 90-day eviction notice. You know? Tear down the United Nations, uh, United Nations building there on the on, on the river. Put up some nice luxury condos. You know, turn in some nice condos. And tell the UN to go back to Europe or something. They know darn well that he, there's a good chance he's going to try to take us out of NATO. Now, Congress, in their defense bill, put a put a clause in there. You, you got to understand something. Congress is already working to uh, foil Trump, believing he might become president. They put a thing in there that the only way that the United States can be out of NATO, the president can't do it on his own anymore has to be run through Congress. We'll see about that. And of course, they know that Trump is never going to go along with their climate scam. Okay? So one of their main topics of discussion this week for the global elites who want to run the world is discussing the risks that Donald J. Trump represents to the globalist agenda. By the way, we've got some of our people over there. John Kerry is leading our delegation course, we've got National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan over there. Secretary of State Tony Winken Blinken. Just incompetent buffoons who don't know a darn thing about anything. By the way, John Kerry is going to step down as climate czar this fall to join the uh, Biden campaign. Apparently he feels he can be more effective helping Joe Biden try to get reelected. If you remember a couple weeks ago on this program, I talked to you about, actually I raised the question, in this corporate world of today where everybody is all caught up in this DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, which basically, uh, I mean, the simple explanation is it's no people are no longer uh, put into positions uh, according to merit, but according to the color of their skin or the how they have sex, what kind of sex they have. Right? That's that that's those become the overriding factors in hiring people and things like that. Right? And I posed the question, and it's about a week, maybe 10 days ago, I posed the question, I pray that the airline industry isn't involved in this DEI nonsense, because the last thing we need are unqualified people flying two to 300 people at 40,000 feet, okay? And uh, so I, you know, Again, this is a big part of the corporate world, corporate America today. And I just raised the question. Well, my friends, 
I hate to sit here and be the bearer of bad news. But the fact is, yes, the airline industry is very involved in diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay? Southwest Airlines, they deleted a post over the weekend promoting their all-female flight crew. Apparently, the CEO of United Airlines likes to dress up in drag. And he's very pro-DEI. That's United Airlines. It's one of our biggest airlines. Southwest is no joke either in terms of the traffic that they carry. So I'm just, I'm just letting you know that, yes, DEI is being very well established in the airline industry, which means the people flying the plane you get on could possibly not be there because of their qualifications, but because of the color of the skin. Or how they like to have sex. Hope that makes you feel good next time you get on the get on a plane. Uh, and, and and if you remember, if you were with me that night, I raised the question also primarily because the airline industry comes under the auspices of what the Department of Transportation. Who's the secretary of the Department of Transportation? Oh, that's right. It's a DEI hire himself, Pete Butt Edge Edge, who knows nothing about transportation. So that's why I raised the question. So I'm just giving you information. Uh, they're now finding out that those wind turbines that some people are trying to use for alternative industry, uh, they don't work too good in the in the in the winter. They freeze. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My goodness gracious Lord. Now you know why the people in Iowa overwhelmingly voted for um, for uh, Trump. Oh, and if you remember last week, I probably got as much email about this topic that I've gotten in a long time. That's when I told you that it was in relationship to the uh, story in New York where they basically kicked the kids out of the high school and used, and now are using it to house illegals. And I told you, just wait till they start telling you to start housing illegals in your spare bedroom, right? People were rightly upset. Well, guess who, guess who was speaking about this weekend? None other than Elon Musk, the world's richest man. This weekend, he sent out a tweet on his Twitter platform, I guess it's called X now, warning that the government could one day very soon be mandating you house illegals. <laughs> Maybe Elon watches the program, I don't know. We're, on, we're live on this thing. Uh... But how about that? Again, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not trying to upset people. I'm just trying to, trying to give you a little heads up of what could be coming down the pike. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin 
finally out of the hospital. It is unbelievable that this man hasn't been fired. If a if an enlisted person had done what he done what he did, they would have been dishonorably discharged. They would be gone, gone. Uh, the mayor of Denver is begging Texas Governor Greg Abbott, please, Governor Abbott, don't send any more illegals. J.B. Pritzker, the giant, and I mean size-wise, governor of Illinois, also complaining about Governor Abbott sending illegals to his state. Well, you are a sanctuary state. I don't know what the problem is, but be that as it may. I got a, I got a word for the mayor of Denver and for J.B. Pritzker. Yell at Joe Biden. Don't yell at Abbott. He's just trying to deal with a bigger crisis than you could ever dream of. You think you got a rough? How about Texas? They're ground zero on this invasion. Don't be yelling at Abbott. Why don't you get on the phone and yell at Joe Biden? He could shut the border down in five minutes. If he wanted to. Which we know he doesn't. But I just find it interesting that they're yelling at Abbott. Yell at Biden. He's the, he's the guy that did it, and he's the guy that can fix it. And then you got Oklahoma Senator Langford, Republican, working with the Democrats on some sort of a border deal. And I'm not even going to go through what they're in the process of trying to agree to. The good thing is, it has to go through the House, and the House isn't going to even consider the nonsense that they are putting together. Um, oh, by the way, going back to Taiwan for a second, Biden basically uh, said that uh, in regard to Taiwan, they've got an anti-China president now. He said, we do not support Taiwan's independence. And he never even bothered to call and congratulate the new president. I guarantee you Trump will. Um, and Joe Biden, he went off the other day. He's upset because Republicans are banning books. Now, just so you understand, what he's talking about, banning books, what he's talking about is... Schools that are taking pornography out of the libraries of elementary and junior high schools around the country. Now, not all of them. Not all of them. Only in certain places. But, of course, the guy who showered with his 13-year-old daughter, I'm sure he doesn't have any problem with that stuff at all. He's sick that way. That's why every time he sees a little... A little kid, especially a little girl, makes a beeline for him. Uh, London, you know the famous double-decker buses in London? They, uh, they use them for like tours and stuff like that. Well, about a year ago, they converted the whole fleet to electric. Well, one of those electric double-decker buses blew up last week. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. Everybody got out safe. Nobody was hurt. But uh, 
they've now taken all their electric double-decker buses out of service and replaced them with those good old gas guzzler buses. Half of the population throughout this year is going to be involved in elections. Approximately 4 billion people will vote this year in elections around the world. And it is, it is clearly a, a, a battle between the globalist and the nationalist all over the world. I saw an inter interesting interview over the weekend with Sammy the Bull Gravano. He was uh, the Gatto, the Gatto, the Gotti, John Gotti capo that flipped on Gotti and was the reason Gotti ended up going to prison and dying in prison. And it was an interesting interview because he was talking about back in the 80s uh, when Trump was building a lot of buildings in New York and how Trump would not get involved with the organized crime folks. Apparently, from what Sammy the Bull said, Trump hired a bunch of, had always had former FBI people for security. Now, don't forget, New York City, the mob controlled the trade unions. I mean, if you were building a building, you need concrete. Well, they controlled concrete. You need electrical. They control the electricians, and so on and so on. In other words, all of the various trades are required to build a building. Uh, those unions were pretty much mob-controlled. And if you didn't play ball and you didn't get your concrete, oh, oh, it'd be a shame if you didn't get your concrete and uh, your building got delayed. Okay? I mean, that's kind of how it worked. But Trump refused to play ball with them. And eventually, Sammy the Bull told his mob associates to leave Trump alone. He's too high profile. But I just found that very interesting because, again, it would have been very easy for Donald Trump being involved in that world to be involved with the mob because the mob controlled all the, all the unions. And to, and to this day still do, to some extent. So uh, I, I just thought that was very interesting that Trump basically refused to have any involvement with them at all. Um, Biden hasn't talked to Bibi Netanyahu for three weeks now, and that's because he's been trying to bully Netanyahu into you know, stopping this... Uh, eradication of Hamas and uh, Bibi told Biden to, you know, mind your own business. By the way, Biden's uh, new, appro new approval numbers came out for Biden today. 33% lowest in the history of the presidency. How about that? 33%. Um, yeah, as much as they wanted to rip Trump, as much as, as much as the 95% of the press was negative about Trump. He never went below like 43. Oh, let me tell you how low we've sunk. Because I'm going to give you some good news. And to be blunt with you, this shouldn't be, this should just be normal news. But in today's world, it happens to be good news. 
Uh, they had the Miss America pageant over the weekend, and the winner was an actual, real, biological female. Now, again, I know that if two years ago somebody would tell me I'd be making a big deal out of the fact that we actually, uh, they actually uh, voted in a real female to win Miss America, I said, what are you talking about? A uh, 22-year-old uh, girl from Colorado. She's an Air Force pilot training to be a top gun fighter pilot. And she's a Harvard grad. That's quite a resume. But you know what? All that doesn't really matter. She's actually a real girl. How about that? Isn't that amazing? Um, let's see here. Oh, there was something very funny over the weekend. Apparently one of Ron DeSantis' uh, town halls, some guy came up with a little trophy to present to Ron. And he said, uh, here, Ron, I want you to have a participation trophy. <laughs> DeSantis, of course, was not happy as security whisked the guy away. I thought that was pretty clever, though. Um, CNN, Christiane Amapur. She is pro-Muslim, pro-terrorist, hates Israel. And uh, she's upset because the UN International Court is trying to... Basically, they've got Israel on trial for genocide. Israel's basically told them to you know, take a leap. But, uh, I mean, just so you know, the, the anti-Semitism hasn't slowed down at all. It's alive and well. Um, you've got illegals in Democrat states now. Now, listen, I know this is going to make some people angry. It's not my intention, so I'm just warning up front. But you got different Democratic states now that are basically giving illegals free health care, California being one. I'm thinking to myself, how many United States citizens can't even afford health care? Okay. And even those that can. Oh, l- 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 let me tell you one of the uh, latest problems with Joe's Bidenomics. Apparently, a lot of people, even people with insurance, are canceling or postponing medical care because they can't afford the out-of-pocket. Can't afford the deductible, can't afford whatever the out-of-pocket is. A lot of times it's an 80-20 or something like that, right? They just can't. So they're not getting these uh, preemptive uh, uh, tests done. They're not doing regular checkups, not getting mammograms, pap smears, not doing colon, colonoscopy. I mean, they're just not taking advantage of routine health care that in a lot of ways prevents people from getting something and dying. They just don't have the money. Yeah, you got states now handing out free health care to illegals. (laughs) Um, Last week, Nick Saban retired. Now, if you're not a football fan, Nick Saban uh, was the coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. 
72 years old. Uh, he's won more national championships than any other coach in college football history. Seven. Uh, well, is obviously, at least as of this moment in time, probably the most prolific college football coach in history. And that's saying something when you're talking about people like Newt Rockney and, uh, you know, Woody Hayes, uh, the Alabama le- coach, coaching legend Paul Bear Bryant, to name a few, right? Uh, clearly the most prolific college football coach in history as of this moment in time. 72-year-old, he retired. Now, he's always had, at least in the last decade, some of the top two or three recruiting classes in college football. He has another top three class this year. The chances of him competing for the national championship next year were extremely high, as they are every year. And people were confused that why, why retire now? Here's what he said, and this is this is the important part. Nick said, I'm retiring due to not being able to operate at the level of excellence required, the level of excellence I demand of myself. Now that's a leader. That is a leader. He felt that he was at a place where he just couldn't, he couldn't uh, fulfill not only the level of excellence, excellence he, it was that was required of him, but probably just as important, the level of excellence he demanded from himself. Okay, that's a leader. That's what a leader looks like. Contrast that with that husk of a husk of a human being in the White House. He wouldn't know what excellence was. He's never achieved excellence in his life. He's an absolute failure as a human being and certainly a complete failure as a president even though he's nothing but a puppet, an avatar for Obama. But still, I look at Nick Saban, I look at Joe Biden, and I mean, you can't even compare the two. But, 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 the, the, but, but the level of excellence required of him, that's debatable. But you can't debate this. The level of excellence he always demands from himself. Okay? Real leaders, two things. They always lead by example, and they are always their harshest critic. Okay. And boy, we need leadership now so bad in the military, in the business world, politics. And again, there you go. That's another reason why the people have overwhelmingly supported Donald Trump. I mean, he is the epitome of what a leader looks like. Uh, By the way, this weekend, Vivek finally got exposed. He's always been arrogant to the nth degree. He's always thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. And he's a very intelligent guy. I mean, not take anything from him, but his arrogance comes across his 
the the fact he believes he's so smart always comes across. But he ripped Trump as someone who can't be elected due to the fact that the government's never going to let him be president again. Now, they are fighting him for being president again. There's no doubt about that. But that doesn't mean Trump isn't going to win the fight. So Vivek's, basically Vivek was speaking to people that he's trying to pull to his side. And he said, a vote for Trump is a wasted vote. Vote for me because Trump is never going to be president again. Now, to be honest with you, he's getting very desperate. He knows the end is near. And of course, Donald Trump didn't take very kindly to that and uh, basically told people, well, he's not MAGA, never was MAGA. And that's true. I mean, he's a very swarmy guy, just, just being honest with you. Uh, the CDC was ordered by a federal judge to release critical information on people who have had adverse re reactions to the vaccine. Okay? In other words, the CDC is withholding critical documents about people who have had, have had adverse reactions to the vaccine. Now, if you watch this program, this is, you know, people having adverse reactions is a news because I've been bringing you information that we've been able to glom not only from this country, but from all over the world. It's well documented. But the CDC has been doing everything they could to keep that information from the public. And, of course, the mainstream media is never going to report on this stuff. They're still pushing the back. By the way, if you are a football fan and you watch any of the uh, NFL playoff games this weekend, probably every fifth commercial was brought to you by one advertiser, Pfizer. You know, still pimping their vaccine despite the problems. Still pimping that vaccine. The FBI is preparing for, for misinformation and deep fakes in the 24 election. In other words, they're kind of telling you right now that they're going to be interfering in the election once again. Okay? Nothing new. Nothing new. Um, the U.S. consulate in Iraq was bombed about eight hours ago, or it was attacked. I, I don't know if the I don't think the missile made a direct hit, but it was damaged, and the missile came from Iran itself. I'm telling you, they're ramping it up, and this idiot Biden's going to get us into a war. It's it's. I mean, we're involved with Ukraine. We got. China, Taiwan brewing. We're involved with Israel and Hamas. And now we're in, in the process of getting into a maybe a kinetic war with Iran. And lastly, car ownership is down dramatically in the last 12 months. And the reasons are simple. Cost of car, cars are up. Interest rates are up. People can't afford them. Insurance, car insurance, as you may know, has been bumping up and up and up and up. Uh, obviously, if you own a car, there's always repairs. Uh, you got auxiliary costs with a car, like parking, things like that. 
But I told I told you I told you years ago when I first started t telling you about how they were basically going to take your you know figure out how to get rid of your your take all your cars away from you. I told you, but it, the job's going to be made much easier because these this younger generation they don't want they don't want to own a car for those reasons. Cost too much. If I need to go somewhere, I'll call an Uber. Very sad. Very sad. Okay. Good night. Man, we got through a lot of content. Man, this is a program you want to get people to listen to. A lot of stuff in there tonight. A lot of meat and potatoes in there tonight. Okay? Get people to listen. They need to know what's going on. All right, before we get out of here tonight, if you've never made a decision for Christ, I want to give you an opportunity to make that decision now because, number one, it's a decision only you can make. And number two, it's the most important decision you'll ever make because it determines where you spend eternity. If you've never made a decision for Christ, pray with me now. Dear Lord, I come to you this night confessing that I am a sinner. And tonight, Lord, I ask your forgiveness. Tonight, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And this night, I surrender my life to you now and forevermore. My life belongs to you. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. My friend, if you prayed and you meant it, the Bible says you're saved, not because of a few words. Because of your faith in God's grace, I have a book I'll send you, won't cost you anything. Drop me an email, bkellerliveprayer.com. I'll get it out to you. If you need prayer for anything, don't hesitate to email me, bkellerliveprayer.com. All right, love and care about you so much. Have a great night tonight. Have a good day tomorrow. And Lord willing, we'll be back here tomorrow night, two good. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday night, 11 o'clock. God bless. What problems are you dealing with in your life right now? Do you feel like giving up? Times are hard and you're not strong. Well, I know the answer for you. And it will